Welcome to the heart of the Big Bend. It's time to kick back, put your feet up, grab your favorite beverage or snack as we discuss, declare, proclaim, publicize, and articulate about the wonders, magic, beauty, music, and happenings here in the area known as the Big Bend of Texas. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us again for Heart of the Big Bend. This is a podcast and radio show coming to you every other week about visiting the beautiful Big Bend of Texas. Specifically, we will cover what's happening in Alpine, an incredibly friendly small town nestled in a desert mountain valley at the heart of the Big Bend region. With easy day trips from Alpine, you can take in everything this amazing region has to offer. I'm Chris Ruggia, Director of Tourism for the City of Alpine. And today, we're talking about a brand new event that we're kind of making up as we go along. Uh, Visit Alpine is partnering with Borderlands Research Institute, which sounds sounds kind of serious, Borderlands Research <laughs> Institute. But today, from Borderlands Research Institute, we're talking with Bill Adams, the Associate Director of Operations. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Thanks, Chris. And with Matthew Hewitt, a PhD student at BRI. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, so, uh, so just to fill everybody in... We're talking about Saturday, February 3rd. It's a brand new event that we're calling, for now, we're calling Wildlife Day in Alpine. And uh, it's going to be morning, noon, afternoon, and evening of uh, learning opportunities, entertaining things. And so... uh, so let's just let first off let's give folks an overview of the day and then we'll talk about more in detail about borderlands sure. research Does that sound all right sounds good so uh so super quick overview we're going to have a morning guided hike up hancock hill right. and then uh that's going to be most of the morning we're also going to have for that's a small group available so then also in the morning we'll have a birding event at uh, Coconut Park, Coconut Lodge area. Correct. That's the morning. Then at lunchtime, we're going to have a little lunch and learn session. We don't have the venue locked down yet where uh, you can learn about some of the research going on at BRI. And then in the afternoon, there's going to be some opportunities in the downtown shops, looking at some art, some book signings. There's going to be some music downtown, all wildlife themed. And then in the evening, uh, the centerpiece will be a screening of the astounding nature documentary deep in the heart followed by a panel discussion so that's that's the snapshot but now for everybody who's wondering what is bri so bill tell us what is the borderlands research institute well we're thankful to be a part of this the borderlands research institute is about 16 years old it's a part of the sol ross state university and it's really sistered paired well with the department of natural resource management and our our vision, if you will, is a ecologically and an economically sustainable, sustained Chihuahuan Desert borderlands. And what that means is helping working landscapes to to keep to sustain those while also managing for wildlife resources. Yeah. So our focus is conservation, but working with landowners to to accomplish that task. And our mission is threefold. It's a three-legged stool uh, centered around research, Mm -hmm. education, and outreach. And so part of our outreach leg, if you will, is community engagement. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity for us to engage the community. And so we we work with uh, partners, Texas Parks and Wildlife, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, private landowners, other (laughs) NGOs, and we write grants to receive and to, to fund research projects um, to help students like Matt answer questions 
in, in conservation. And really our focus on research typically is going to be kind of applied research, not mm-hmm. so much theoretical. We want, we want results that are beneficial to landowners to help them make decisions, wise decisions in the landscape to, to help with their grazing operations yeah. or land use operations as well as conservation. So, um, but a part of that also involves being engaged with our local community and, and providing info, information to local uh, citizens, so we're yeah. be part of that. And so, uh, in that uh, conservation slash range management picture, right. you're you, one thing that I find most interesting about your activities because I'll pick up your newsletters and things because yeah. I love to know what we're learning about our neighbors. Let's say, sure. meaning the animals that we share this landscape with. And so, you guys are the ones who are actually going out in the field and firsthand learning and observing what all these different animals are doing, what they need to survive, how they're, how the right. populations are doing and all that sort of yeah. thing. Right. So what, what are the kinds of like top level, what, what kind of creatures are, are you out looking at and, and asking questions of? I think just we'll kind of break it down into four programs, which, which our, our institute or research uh, institute focuses on. It's going to be big game, mule deer, bighorn sheep, pronghorn, uh-huh. awdad, elk, those interactions, habitat requirements, those, those things to sustain those populations. Uh, we're looking at uh, conservation biology, more like non-game birds, uh-huh. uh, wintering migra- migra- migrations and, and what wintering migratory birds need in the winter. We look at habitat restoration. Um, you know, habitat really supports actually soils support healthy wildlife populations mm-hmm. so we look at hydrology we look at soil restoration range restoration to support wildlife populations and then our game bird uh, our game bird program so those are kind of the four programs but um, you know matt may want to give you an example well, specifically about yeah that's my next question is, is is uh, what are you studying Matt? yeah so i'm a very small piece of this bri puzzle um and i am a, a student here researching black bears um we've kind of fall under that non-game department right. in bri um and i mean as, as as everyone knows right now black bears are coming back they're kind of a hot topic and in out here in the big bend region and, yeah um, we're just trying to learn as much about them as we can. Um, you know, like Bill was saying, their movements, uh, the things that they are, are preferring on these landscapes. You know, bears are across the United States, but this is a very unique place for bears to be out yeah. here in the Chihuahuan Desert. So learning how they, uh, you know, behave and move in a, in a very unique ecosystem is, mm-hmm. is really interesting, especially to me and to the managers um, out here yeah. you know, that are making decisions for, for managing black bears in the state. So, Yeah, and so on, on that property owner side of things, what, what, how do you try and help the landowner balance these concerns? Because like, what, what's the upside of a, somebody, a ranch owner, of having a bunch of bears running through their, well, their property? Well, start off, it means you have good habitat. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so it's, it's healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could kind of be an indicator species in that sense. Um, but, you know, as, as uh, the rest of the United States know, bears are, uh, can also be a problem. You know, yeah. They can get into your dumpsters. They can do stuff like that. And, and that's another uh, kind of big push that BRI is trying to make, partnering, of course, with Texas Parks and Wildlife and um, trying to up the awareness that, yeah. that bears are returning to West Texas. And, you know, we need to, as a community, we need to start practicing bear-wise practices, mm-hmm. you know, keep our trash, 
inside, clean up our grills, you know, uh, decrease the attractants right. that are on the landscape. Well, and that's something that uh, that we living in the middle of Alpine are not going to be thinking about every day. You right. know, we're, especially since bears haven't been here for exactly. 30, 40 years. Uh, and so, so that's something that folks might want to come to the evening, come to the screening uh, yeah. in the evening and learn a little bit about, because we want to keep all the citizens of Alpine safe, all the human citizens of Alpine, but we also mm-hmm. want to keep those bears safe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, so then now that we have the kind of the overview of BRI yeah. and what you do, then let's go dive back into this day on Saturday, mm-hmm. February 3rd, starting in the morning. And, uh, and so we're sort of opportunistically, uh, tying this in with something you guys are already doing, which you right. just started, these guided hikes up Hancock Hill. And now everybody in Alpine knows what Hancock Hill is. Sure. Some of the <laughs> listeners might not. It's a, There's a small uh, network of hiking trails in the hill behind Sol Ross State University. Right. Uh, and that's open to the public at any time. It's a great hike no matter what. Now, this is, this is a little different because you've got a, you've got a guide. You've got some interpretation. Right. Yeah, that's a, a great way to put it. It is interpretation. So many folks are interested in hiking Alpine uh, at Hancock Hill, and uh, some of us in BRI uh, developed kind of a strategy to to focus that and, and to include subject matter experts, if you will, on monthly hikes. Typically, the first or second hike of each month will have a one- to two-hour hike uh, with, with anybody that's interested. Now, you've got to go online and sign up. We can only take a you know, a dozen people at a time because otherwise it kind of gets, the group gets too large for an effective, you know, interpretive hike. Uh, But our first one will be this weekend, January 13th, and then January 16th we'll advertise on our website the hike scheduled for February 3rd. Okay, so what is that web address? The the web address is going to be Mm solross.edu, and on the top of the page there will be a link called Community. Okay. You click the community link and scroll down to Guided Hikes at Hancock Hill, I believe. Okay. Is, is, it's, it's pretty intuitive. Once you get the community link, it'll say Guided Hikes okay. at Hancock so Hill. Okay, so solross.edu and look for, look community. for community. Scroll down, scroll down look down for the, Guided Hikes. Exactly. Great. And, and so what we do, basically, we require a sign-up because it is popular, and we take the, tw- the first 12 that sign up. And we meet with them in the morning about 9 o'clock, introduce we we'll typically have two to three guides per per weekend. We'll introduce the the guides. Some will be there just for general information, and then we'll introduce the subject matter experts. February third, Dr. Justin French, who's our big game specialist, will be the subject matter expert uh, for that weekend. Yeah. So those that are coming to the Wildlife Day in Alpine have an opportunity Tuesday, January sixteenth, to go to the link we just talked about and sign up for the hike on february 3rd now very popular yeah and you might not get picked but but again the the hill is public anybody can go at any time but but for an interpretive hike we do have to limit it to a dozen people you bet now as we were discussing the plans for this day we realized this is already a popular event the the first one that you did the first ever one that you did it was overflow you know registration and so we're expecting that's going to fill up fast and so we then uh we talked to uh dr maureen french who's with borderlands research frank frank thank you yeah yeah 
FR, <laughs> throwing me off. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I talked to Maureen uh, yesterday about the possibility of doing a bird event because she is certainly a subject matter expert on that topic. That's right. And, uh, and so she thought that the best place was uh, Coconut Lodge area. See, Alpine yeah. Creek runs between the Coconut Municipal Park and Solross property. It's kind of all through Solross property. Right. Uh, and so... Pretty much the same time that the hike is going on, there's also going to be an interpretive experience available about right. the birds, specifically what's happening in that quasi-riparian, let's yeah, say, yeah. area, mostly dry, but yep. a creek corridor. Yeah. Uh, and so that's something... For in, all the information about this day, we're going to have a landing page at visitalpinetx.com slash wildlife day all one word so visit alpinetx.com slash wildlife day keep going back to that i'll be adding to it as we learn more sure. uh, but that's how you can find out where to go to sign up for the birding okay. thing uh yeah, that's good. and yeah we'll go from there good. so that there's our morning now if you can't uh if you don't make it to the hike but you're really interested in learning about the big game information that dr french has right. uh then he'll be well, i think our plan is for him to be at the panel in the evening right. as well so right. yep. so don't feel like you're completely oh, no. missing out if you don't uh if you don't make There's it a lot there. of opportunity to learn throughout the day and uh, just to kind of back up a little bit on the bird tour i'm sure birders know but bring your binoculars right yeah so <laughs> be, be prepared for the bird tour there yeah and, and if and, uh if you're thinking about hiking hancock hill bring good shoes yeah. uh long thick pants you right. know i mean this is the desert it's a it's not a super difficult trail but it's it's rocky right. it can get kind of steep right so um yeah, yeah you, so as soon as so that for the hill hike that, that'll be january 16th as soon as we have 12 the first 12 that sign up, we're going to email that group and mm -hmm. say, you know, you've been picked for the February 3rd hike. Yeah, bring your water, bring your hiking right. shoes. Uh, and, and then we'll have uh, we'll have three alternates. So if gotcha. any, any of the 12 back out, then we'll contact the next three alternates to, to keep that full. Uh, but the same goes for the birding mm -hmm. tour. You know, bring some good solid shoes, boots, yeah. binoculars. It's not going to be as rigorous. It should be, be a little rigorous, more yeah. mobility accessible yeah. uh, terrain there. But but yeah, yeah it'll still be sure. outside. That's right. It'll be outside. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so then that. Uh, the hike, uh, the birding uh, event, it, those things should end around 11, 11.30, something like yeah. that. And so then in the noon hour, we're looking at a, hoping to do a lunchtime, a lunch and learn thing, but we'll have some presentations from some of the researchers. Right. And I'm imagining, Matthew, you may be one of those. I very well might be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, and you're, it's a little, little teaser. You're studying bears now. So what's like, what's the latest? What was the last time you went out in the field looking for bears, and what happened? Oh, we actually have some traps open for bears right now, um, which is kind of odd because most places in the United States, they'd all be sleeping right, right. now. But oh, that's we're right. out here in the desert, this is uh, kind of one of those unique things about this landscape is these bears don't den as much as they do other places. They but tend they to, do some, they but do. not as much. Yeah, they do. They tend to den a lot later in the year. Okay. Uh, average entrance for uh last last winter um was about mid-january 
Oh, really? Yeah. So in, in other places of the United States, maybe, you know, November or December. But here it was mid-January, and the average duration of denning was only about a month and a half. Huh. Longer for females, shorter right. for males, um, especially longer for females that have cubs. Right. Um, you know, since they're, they're obligated to be there with their cubs in their den um, right. until the cubs are big enough to leave. But... And now, um, aren't usually the cubs actually born in the den? Or they is, are. Or is that true? I'm yep. Not... No, absolutely. Yep, yep. So females will go into the den pregnant and will give birth, um, you know, while they're um, in in hibernation in their den. And then they'll they'll wake up in the spring and they'll have a, a couple little cubs there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cubs stay with them for a couple of years, is that right? Uh, about a year and a half okay. is, is kind of what the average number is. They'll uh, So they'll, they have one winter with toddlers is basically what you're saying. <laughs> they'll have one winter with babies and then yep, and then one winter uh, they'll den with their cubs again the next winter. Right. And then that next summer they'll they'll kick them off. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. And uh, and then so Matthew will probably be one of the presenters at that uh, talk and then one or two others to talk about uh, yeah. different. Uh, we'll likely try, you know, to have a bear, uh, maybe a large, a big game animal, uh -huh. somebody talking about mule deer or pronghorn. Uh, to, to us, restoration, habitat health yeah. is really important. It's vital to support every living thing. Right. Absolutely. So we'll probably have uh, someone there maybe talking about. Uh, you know, range management or restoration or, or soil restoration, hydrology. Maybe not as fun to talk about as bears, but not as, the, as fuzzy. Probably but, yeah. the most important. The most important, right? So, yeah. Uh, but they'll all be well informed. The, the, the students are professional. BRI attracts really quality students uh, because I think we all know Alpine and the area offers such a unique opportunity in Texas for studying big game creatures yeah. bighorn we just don't have places around the state that sustain or, or have habitats to support these kinds of populations of wildlife out here so i think we've got a we've developed a good reputation working with private landowners working with state agencies federal agencies and we're able to attract quality students so i think whoever's able to attend the lunch and learn will will appreciate that time because they're gonna they're gonna learn quite a bit about what we're actually doing right now and I don't want to push websites too much, but yeah. in the meantime, before the field day or the wildlife day, anybody that's interested could go to our website, bri.solross.edu. Okay. And we've got a publications link there, and we've got a, you know, current graduate student link there. They can they can read about some of the research beyond what Matt's talking about today. They can read about all the research we're doing currently, the recent research we've just finished. A lot of publications online that people yeah. get to know BRI, you know, with. So, yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, uh, so then we've we've had lunch, we've learned, and so then uh, our evening program is going to be at the Granada Theater. The doors are going to open at four thirty, so we've got the afternoon to fill. And so we we've been reaching out to some downtown merchants and artists, and so there's we've got three who've uh, already agreed to uh, to do something special and we'll add more as we uh, as we learn more but i know that to right directly across from the holland hotel there's a brand new shop called javelinas on holland and uh if you don't know that's that's wildlife all over you know the javelina and those are our our alpine neighbors you know they're coming through down my driveway multiple right. times a day um but that is a new version of the javelinas and hollyhock store that was in fort davis and so there's a lot of wildlife themed material i understand they're going to have some live music and and some snacks and specials and things like that so that'll be going through the afternoon then a gallery on the square uh, Dr. 
Tricia Harvison, who right. was, I believe, one of the founders of, yep. of Borderlands Research Institute. She was the original. Uh, yeah. She, I, and now, I've, she did she retire from that position? She has, or, yeah. yeah, because uh, she's now spending a lot of her time doing artwork, and right. so she will be. Uh, she's she's exhibiting now at Gallery on the Square, and so she just confirmed uh, to me today as we're recording this that that she'll be at the gallery that afternoon and talking to folks about conservation and art and their overlap and what kind of her mission is for this new activity in her life so that don't miss that and then uh, at front street books i believe they'll have uh, some specials on nature themed books but i don't have the detail on that yet but i actually will be there uh, I did a series of comic books about the wildlife in the area, so I'll be signing my comic books and doing drawings of, uh, tell me what animal you want me to draw. I might have to look it up on Google Image Search <laughs> for reference, but I'll do it. Yeah, and, uh, really and, and Front Street put up a sign at the front that says there'll be five-minute drawings, so, Ooh, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to do them fast. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I'll be there from 1 to 3, but the bookstore closes at 3. Yeah. And, uh, and also... On that wildlife art side of things, uh, one thing that uh, that I'll be launching during this uh, this event is a an art fundraiser that will benefit Borderlands right. Research Institute. Right. I Thank I just you. finished a a painting of a black bear mother and their and her cubs playing, and so I'll be uh, presenting that original painting in some prints, and we'll. Uh, and all the sales, half of the proceeds will go to the research fund at Borderlands Research. And so we'll put some information on that on the website. I think you're well. nominating. First of all, thank you. That's a, great, <laughs> that's a great gift. We appreciate it. I think you're nominating yourself for BRI's Artist Spotlight. Well, uh, BRI does appreciate artists and recognize them uh, periodically. And uh, artists obviously inspire folks, just like our landscapes do. So okay. capturing those and capturing wildlife it's a it's another value it's it's community engagement we appreciate and support yeah. local artists thank so you thank you for thank you for thinking of it oh it's my pleasure because <laughs> well what what drives my wildlife artwork is is the learning you know i love it and so that it, it it's much more fun to me to draw something that's referring to what they really do rather than just just kind of what they look like uh, but so that'll be happening through the afternoon and then we come into the evening and that's where the deep in the heart film screening and our panel discussion will happen and so deep in the heart came out a couple of Was years it, ago uh, i want to say 18. yeah oh it's so yeah a little while longer i know it uh, maybe, it screened maybe. at at uh, the ronger theater when it when it first came out, there was a tour that I think Texas Parks and Wildlife uh, partnered with uh, that toured the film toured the state with a, kind of its premiere run. And then there was there been a, another screening or two at, at more private events in Alpine. And so uh, we at Visit Alpine, we loved the film and wanted to wanted to share it. So that sort of started the whole Wildlife Day idea. So so we'll be screening that film and the photography in this it's movie fantastic it's like how did they do it every <laughs> every little segment is like how in the world yep. did they get that yep i agree yeah another form of art that inspires people right? that's For why i'm sure. here today yeah. of Omaha's wild <laughs> right deep in the heart those are those are forms of art that really do inspire people so what a mm -hmm. great thing to celebrate and so uh, yeah if if you haven't seen it just to see the photography 
of yep. these animals. It's it's Absolutely. worth your time Absolutely. for sure. But then we'll follow up. Uh, I don't. A lot of the listeners on our local broadcast may have been at the screening of the Second Chance short film uh, that HEB funded, and uh, so BRI did a screening of that yeah. and a panel, and talked about the recolonization of this region by the black bears and sure. and so if you made it to that panel uh come out to this one because we'll get here's the latest you know here's what we've learned since then yeah, and if you a, didn't a lot of data since then. yeah mm-hmm. and if you didn't make it to that one it you'll have a whole lot of of information yeah maybe a little more depth from yeah. the lunch and learn we can we can add to that with the panel discussion Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And if we're lucky we might even have some of the folks at least one maybe, maybe. who worked on the film right. that right. can answer some questions yeah. if uh, anybody has That'd those. Great. That'd be a great panel. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm, I, I love too. <laughs> anything <laughs> anything that brings people to Alpine to celebrate Alpine and the surrounding landscape and the people here, and we're glad to help. We yeah, and, you know, between BRI, uh, Dixon Water Foundation, and, you know, the long history of CDRI that then sure. became the Nature Center and all mm-hmm. that, The uh, and then not to mention the parks that we have, yeah. just the uh, there's such a, a robust group of people that are learning about trying to help, you know, all of our neighboring species right. that it really uh it, it feels really good to me to try and celebrate that you yep. know and to just get some appreciation for our, absolutely mm-hmm. for our yeah. uh, non-human neighbors you know, <laughs> trans-pecos that's right absolutely. yeah cool well anything else crosses your mind about bri that you want to let people know that we haven't covered I don't guess so. Yeah. I well, think you did a good we've job. We've covered probably what's helpful for the wildlife day. All right. So, uh, so the BRI website again? It's bri.solross.edu. Okay. And then solross.edu, yep. go to community and look for that drop down for the guided hike. Right. And that's going to open on this January, January 16th. 16th. We'll post the sign up for the February 3rd hike. Yeah. And so it will likely. It's going to go fast, so jump on that if you're interested. But know that there is the birding opportunity in the morning as well. And then for everything about the event as as it develops, we'll be posting that at visitalpinetx.com slash wildlife day. One word, wildlife day. So thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Bill, so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you all for having us. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. And as always, thank all of you for joining us for Heart of the Big Bend. You can get more information about the show at visitalpinetx.com slash podcast or search for Heart of the Big Bend on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most other podcast apps. And for everybody listening to us on the local broadcast on KALP, KVLF Radio and Alpine, thank you. And we'll be back in two Fridays. You've been listening to The Heart of the Big Bend. Hope you liked what you heard and that you'll find the time to experience all that the Big Bend has to offer. See you soon, partner.